Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Bridge, an interview series by Talent at Web3, where we speak with Web3 founders in Asia ANZ to understand why they are building in Web3. My name is Nigel, and today we have Robbie with us today from Mutable. Hey, Robbie. How are you? Hi. Good to, to, to speak, Nigel. <laughs> yes, it is. Long time no see. So uh, for those of you yes. who don't know, I also work at Immutable, so very happy to be able to do this with Robbie. First of all, to kick things off, uh, especially for people who don't know, Robbie, who are you? What is your Web3 origin story? Yeah, uh, so uh, one of the founders of Immutable. Um, my origin story in Web3 goes back a, a little way. Um, it's probably always helpful to start with where I started in technology startups in, in general, uh, which is I've been building them for basically a decade now with my brother and my co-founder, James. And we started out building a, a, a lot of stuff relating to, to gaming. So we actually first started with a League of Legends betting application where you could self-wager on your own matches. Um, and we then created a Shopify competitor, which automatically optimized your store based on machine learning, um, optimized copy and, and pricing to maximize revenue. Uh, and in 2014, uh, we got into Bitcoin. We thought it was cool, but we didn't really understand why it was amazing. When Ethereum came out in 2015, we became obsessed. And that's because for us, it was less about the money and more about how do we actually change fundamentally how things work and how consumers can get benefits from this technology. And I remember the thing that catalyzed it for me was uh, using an application called Etherball. It was a very basic gambling app. I'm not bullish on gambling, but what this did was it took essentially what governments spend hundreds of billions of dollars around the world enforcing compliance on for slot machines, which is ensuring they pay out the correct probabilities, making sure that they are transparent uh, and ensuring that the randomness is sort of fair and guaranteed. And it did this all in a completely decentralized manner where it could be run at zero cost, completely provably on chain. But more importantly, it did something that those companies could never do which is it took 100% of revenues and it streamed it to everyone who used the platform that became an owner of this platform's token. And so I thought, if someone can build that as a prototype in a few hundred lines of code, this will take over the world and fundamentally change how we own and think of finance in general. And so we started building trading bots on Ethereum for the first couple of years, uh, trading in, in first on, on Spot and then some derivatives products uh, on Poloniex and then on DEXs. And we always fundamentally wanted to build something. In 2017, we worked on a white paper for uh, what was going to be called the Distributed Autonomous Bank, or DAP, which is a lending protocol very similar to Compound today. Uh, we were through the process of writing the initial prototypes and white papers when we were about to launch it, when the five ICOs in the space went to 50, went to 100, and we got cold feet about regulation, compliance, and we saw a lot of scams coming out. And for us, that was not what we wanted to do. Um, serendipitously at that time, CryptoPunks came out halfway through 2017. And we saw these and we said, this primitive of an NFT of, of owning a unique digital object will be how people own items inside of video games. The other context being James and I grew up as massive video gamers. Uh, and so we built, uh, to start out, our first at the first ever multiplayer game on a blockchain. It was called Etherbots. It came out in December 2017, the same week as CryptoKitties. And this uh, went viral. Um, it, it made billions of dollars in revenue. And, and we sort of used this to, to boost up the company and ultimately to build a platform 
to allow any game to allow their in-game items to be owned by players and traded around for money rather than just rented and sort of exploiting those players for the cash they're spending on those games. Uh, and obviously Immutable is is now a, a, that that platform has been built and we're powering the, the most Web3 games out of any blockchain or layer one or layer two in the world. And um, we have the most funded ecosystem uh, for Web3 games after Ethereum layer one, um, which we're built on. And uh, our goal is how do we empower digital ownership for players all around the world, first with gaming and then for any kind of asset. Awesome. And blockchain gaming, uh, the metaverse, all these are like hype words that have been thrown around. How do you explain it to somebody who's not into Web3, who is like literally grew up with the internet but doesn't know what Web3 is? How do you explain this? I, I often explain it without referring to Web3. If someone mm-hmm. asks me what we do, I say, gamers spend $200 billion now, US, every year on items inside of video games. They own $0 of these. None of it is property rights. None of it is tradable. All we're doing is making a way so that you can take these in-game items, truly own them, and trade them or sell them at your wish and get value back from what you've spent. That doesn't require referring to Web3 or NFTs at all. And I think that is ultimately the experience that mainstream players should be encountering. They shouldn't have to know how this technology works under the hood in order to understand the benefits of it and in order for digital ownership to them to be a real thing. Um, and so to, to us, it's just about changing the standards of property rights to be one from, hey, you own nothing just because it's digital to being exactly the same as you would receive if you bought playing cards in a store. And I think that's often the best example to use. Players have been playing trading card games for decades. Uh, you know, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! All of these have thriving secondary market economies where the estimated secondary market cap of physical Magic the Gathering cards is in the tens of billions of dollars. But as soon as it goes into a digital context, these companies have the ability and the standard is to not give any of those same rights. And so while we, why we built Gods Unchained, which is our first flagship game, a trading card game where you can truly own your cards in a digital context, is to simply show that this is possible, the same standards you get in the physical world in the digital one. Got it. Awesome. Um, and why blockchain gaming? You mentioned that you weren't bullish for gambling, right? Uh, there's other things in blockchain we've heard of, banking, finance, etc. Why of all things? You've, you've gone through a lot of different startups and lots of different uh, ventures already. Why was blockchain gaming the thing that you wanted to bet on? For us, it was pretty obvious, which is mm. this was the biggest problem to be solved. A lot of crypto startups have invented better forms or newer forms of traditional finance or, or uh, traditional uh, protocols that are, that are trying to reinvent the way people use everyday consumer applications. I think these will take off, but they'll take a lot longer because the problem for consumers is not as strong. The reason we chose this is there was a gaping hole, which is you know players spend $200 billion every year. All of that money is sunk cost. All of that is deprived and it's just, they're essentially being scammed by games companies is, is sort of the, the, the mission that we see. And giving them ownership of that creates a very strong solution to, to a problem, but it also sets a precedent for other industries. So the reason we chose this first is there was a lot of activity going on in Web3. We wanted to choose something which immediately solved a problem uh, that was very important to people, that was 
large in, in scale and also didn't require sort of um, theoretical or uh, a sort of you know, Ponzi-like economics, which a lot of other uh, startups at that time was, was basing on. Awesome. And just to make that a little bit more real for people as well, especially if they're not into gaming, you've been talking to a lot of uh, the gaming studios, games, the actual people who have created these games in Web 2 and now moving to Web 3. What have they been telling you? Uh, is this actually a real need? Uh, is, uh, is it a painkiller or a vitamin, etc.? What are some of the testimonials that you've heard from, from these people interested in Web 3? I think the most obvious one is people who come play Gods Unchained after they've played a similar digital card game like Hearthstone or NTG, say they feel sick going back to those old games and spending money on cards. And that's why I think I've been so convinced so from day one is both on the consumer side and the talent side, Web3 is a one-way door. As soon as you see what the benefit actually is, it's pretty hard to go back to the old ways and say, hey, this is right. Um, in some cases, the user experience is not there. In some cases, the, the popular mainstream games have not yet been built. They are being built. But when you can actually go through that magic moment of, hey, this is what's possible, uh, I think it motivates people very strongly to want to work and build out this reality or to uh, keep playing in this reality because going back to the old standards suddenly is exposed for the sort of low standards or, or scam that it is in terms of ownership. Web3 is a one-way door. I, for one, can definitely vouch for that. After discovering Web3, I can imagine going back. Um, next is what is immutable? What is the, now that you've explained like blockchain gaming, what is the space? What is that thing that you've built uh, for Web3? So Immutable is a platform where any game can make a successful Web3 game by building on our platform incredibly easily. And so we have multiple products under this. Uh, we have a zero-knowledge roll-up powered scaling solution where we can do hundreds of thousands of uh, uh, transactions, all completely zero gas cost to the end user and with no carbon impact or environmental impact. Um, and this means it can be versus other platforms if you want to mint a billion assets and make a massive economy, you can do so for zero dollars. On any other platform, that's costing you tens of millions of dollars in costs, any other layer one or layer two. Uh, we also have a very simple set of APIs that games can come and build on, uh, where they don't need to understand blockchain code at all. That's incredibly important to us to make it accessible to every game. And we also make it extremely easy to build these games by working with our, our sort of services team. We'll help you build out your economy, uh, your monetization strategies, your your tokenomics, etc., um, all of which are sort of the the dark arts of Web three gaming and are pretty intractable to people coming into the industry. Our goal is make very simple playbooks, build successful Web three games that are better for end players. Uh, and uh, finally, we have obviously our, our sort of protocol itself, which means that you can trade uh, across any marketplace with our cross uh, marketplace sort of global order, because what we call it, which means that we're providing massive liquidity to anyone, no matter what marketplace or, you know, what roll-up on uh, that they're going to be trading on. Okay, so that means, uh, again, for people who aren't aware of gaming that much, if you're a Web2 studio or a Web3 gaming studio, if you want to transition to Web3, all you need is mutable. Uh, but you need a game first. Is that right? Yes. Uh, so mo most of our, our customers are either, some would be Web2 gaming studios looking to, to build out Web3 and experiences in their games, and some people will be building Web3 games from scratch. Now I want to get into where the rubber hits the road with Robbie. Uh, it's easy to talk big with uh, ideas in Web3, 
But what's important, like any most of you would know in startup land, is traction. Where is traction today for Immutable, Rod? Yeah, so we, we've had a really big five years. Uh, recently, at the start of last year, we raised 200 million US dollars from Temasek, uh, the, the Singaporean um, DC fund, and also Tencent and, and some other significant gaming players load that in Tencent's first Web3 investment. We actually had another investor, uh, Principal Global, come in halfway through last year um, after a, a lot of the macro decline at the same valuation. That's held up really well uh, in this market. And that's mainly been through the traction and increased market share we've shown in Web3 Gaming. So a couple of really important stats is that Web3 Gaming as a category is one of the most invested tech categories in history and, and certainly the last decade. More than $18 billion has been poured into Web3 Games in the last two years. Of that, games building on Immutable are more funded than any other ecosystem in the world apart from Ethereum Layer 1, which we're built on and don't compete with. And uh, of market share, we've gone over the last year essentially from fifth to first, from six games to well over 100 building on the platform, all of which are very meaningful, well-funded games from three marketplaces integrated to over 14 uh, today uh, and to having over 300 full-time employees. Um, we also have a, a lot of cash runway. So we have uh, over 200 million US dollars in the bank. We have three years of cash runway um, in, a, in a sort of conservative scenario. So we're set up no matter what the market conditions are over the next few years. I guess that's the, 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 the quick summary of progress over the last five years. Where we want to go is establish ourselves the default platform that helps build better games for players uh, and hit 100 million active traders uh, on uh, the immutable protocol. And then how do we take this to every new vertical, whether that's IP, whether that's financial assets? How do we take the things that people use every day, create proper digital ownership for them and create better prices? for them to access loans in emerging economies for houses uh, or better collateralization uh, finance for existing assets uh, or for IP to be paid out more fairly uh, and in faster and more efficient ways programmatically across music industries, across uh, software industries. The potency of Web3 to redefine ownership, uh, especially in the world of we're going to see a, a huge influx of content from, from artificial intelligence and um, from new businesses is quite radical. Um, and so I think overall, the category that we're building out is one of owning digital stuff and, and, and trade of digital assets. Um, and that is going to be a, a trillion dollar category, probably which the only peers are going to be, you know, e-commerce e in general, um, not even search. Awesome. Having said that, you, you've talked about the investors. How about the customers? Uh, are, is Web3 Gaming here? Can people actually try it out already? Yeah, there, there are, you know, some great games live, Gods Unchained, Alluvium, the Main thing is that majority of this investment has come in over the last two years. Games typically take two to three years to build. So we have a, a extensive roadmap of games coming out this year. Broadly, Web3 Gaming as a category, I think, will mature this year. Well, a lot of these invested in games are going to be built into games that are live. Gaming is a power law. So uh, there is a few hits and there are many failures. And what we're going to see this year is, you know, a small percentage of these games going live become major hits with millions of players become the most successful mainstream applications of, of uh, Web3 or crypto. Awesome. Excited for this year. So it sounds like everything's going all, all going very swimmingly. What are the biggest challenges? What are the tough things that have happened? What are the tough things that you foresee will happen that Immutable needs to go through? Uh, I think sort of the core challenges are probably 
out of the way, which is which is good. Uh, I think the the main things from here are help get these games live. Last year, our biggest goal was go to market. So you know we built our products, but we had to effectively go and say to businesses, "Hey, here's why you should go and build your game on us." Um, as we're we're fundamentally a B two B facing company, um, and that's been really successful. So we built our eighty person go to market team um, with regions throughout Asia and Singapore, as well as the United States, EMEA, London. Uh, and uh, of course, Australia as well, uh, and that has been part of the major catalysts. We've been able to move from fifth to first in, in Web three gaming market share, winning some of the, the sort of biggest and most important games that came out last year. In that case, in the future, then so since we've done the go to market, as you say, what's the north star for the future? What is the KPI, the thing that's most important for you uh, that Immutable needs to achieve? Yeah, I mean, the, the best indicator for us is, are, are we empowering people to own their stuff? And that, to us, is how many people are trading on a platform through games. Uh, and that is, uh, our current goal is 100 million traders. Um, once we hit there, it'll be go to a billion, go across multiple verticals and categories. Uh, but that's that's the current goal. So, and I think you asked about challenges. I think the main challenge facing every tech company, not just crypto companies in the world today, is macro environment and fundraising. Um, our approach has always been pretty consistent, which is I uh, have a pretty conservative cash one way where no matter what the market scenarios are, be in a position where we can be uh, surviving at the end of 2025, which we can today with more than three years of runway. I, I think we're in a very fortunate position with our recent raise and then also just the, the sort of traction and revenue profile of the company positions us very effectively for, for um, this time. Um, but this is a, a, a thing that ultimately you have to Predicts rather than being able to solve in, in the, the rear few windows. So I think we're in a fortunate position. And a related question to that. I know you've mentioned that you've, uh, Immutable has raised uh, quite successfully. Uh, you can go through the bear market. How else are you approaching the bear market today aside from the raise? Is there any, any words of wisdom for people who haven't gone through the bear market today? Anything special that uh, Immutable is doing uh, to go through this bear market? Yeah, I love bear markets. Immutable was founded in the biggest crypto bear market of all time in 2018. And because of that, instead of doing an ICO for $100 million or building a silly product that incentivized people to use it through tokens rather than having a good product market fit, we had to build a platform and a product that people actually wanted to use. And that's why our thesis has always been in the category we've chosen something that has nothing to do with market dynamics at all. If gaming succeeds, it will be because people are playing games they enjoy with property rights that give them more utility and benefits inside that game. That has nothing to do with whether the price of Ethereum is $500 or $5,000. And if you're building a business contingent on that, it's going to be a a business that is very market-driven, very subject to macro conditions. Uh, And so our goal has always been build a business value that is decorrelated from the market. And at the same time, Constantly talk to internally during bull runs, we say, this is just noise. During bear runs, we say, this is an absence of noise. The product and uh, utility is still here to be built. Um, the other thing I think is great about bear markets is uh, it just creates a lot of space to actually build rather than having to obsess around keeping up with trends and news and and sort of the, the noise that is built up with crypto. So um, I, I think we're in a position where this is the case for all Web3 gaming. The funding has been invested. The talent's moved over. Uh, this and the next years are time to release exceptional games that redefine how players understand how to own their stuff. And the first game that hits 
10 million users or 50 million users will do that. It will be a extremely significant event for the gaming industry and probably the largest event in Web3's history where it will triple the user base of crypto overnight. Awesome. Is there any particular, like is, you mentioned, bear, the bear market for building. Is there any particular build uh, that Immutable is working on right now that you're particularly excited about? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really excited about a lot of things. I think we've got the platform to a place where it is really easy to build on. Um, this year, I'm really excited about extending sort of our, our cross-follow-up liquidity across StarkNet and StarkX, extending the ability for users or businesses to access the best liquidity or the best price for an asset, no matter where they're building, um, and also improving user experience a lot, making it so it's definitely not the case today. And, and by the end of the year, we want it to be the case where if you're playing a mobile game or a desktop game uh, on Immutable, it is exactly the same user experience to go and play that as it would be in, in uh, real life, while not compromising on decentralization. And we saw compromises on decentralization go very, very badly last year with FTX, with bridge hacks on centralized bridges. Uh, it's extremely important to us that we're always making choices that put customers' funds and customers' security first. Awesome. Um, so after all that, if people are already hyped up and keen to know more about Mutable, Web3, etc., how how do you advise them to get into the space? How do you think they should learn more, understand more, um, just get involved? Uh, I think there's a few good ways. One of them, I think, if you're a founder, uh, I'd recommend um, A16Z's kind of crypto crash course. Um, I think it's a it's a really good way to get uh, pretty sophisticated in the space and sort of some of the history of the space, especially in about 10, 15 hours. Um, if you're a programmer, I would say, you know, build it app. That's what we started doing back in the day that got us really excited about the potential of this technology. If you're a player, come and play a game, come and try out. Um, God's Unchained or Alluvium or Imvu or Embersword or any one of the games, um, using Web3 technology to actually empower you with, with your stuff today. They're, they're free to play, they're free to start, and I think you'll, you'll get a taste for, for what it's about. Um, and if you're, or I guess, a trader as well, um, just start to actually use some of the applications or DEXs. I think it's always a magical moment to go and use Uniswap um, or to use a sort of uh, one of the smart contracts and particularly gas-free ones built today, like go and trade on layer two. These kinds of experiences show you what the potential is once we get that mainstream user experience right. And if you're a brave soul and you want to uh, join a Web3 company, join Immutable. Uh, having said that, what is it like in Immutable? What is, what is the culture like in Immutable? Yeah, I'm really, I'm really proud of the culture we've built. And obviously you can hopefully attest to this, but we have four main values. I think those values on our website are how we live. We live to level up, we lovingly speak our minds, we consistently iterate, and we take ownership. Um, and to us, that means living to level up is having a growth mindset and constantly learning. It's essential in crypto. The space moves incredibly quickly. It is far less important what you know than how you approach learning and execution. Um, and so we really prioritize kind of growth. We have, a, I think it's a very meritocratic company. We've had people come in and go from being, you know, uh, an individual contributor to running an eight-figure budget project um, in a matter of uh, two years. So I think it's a, a company where if you can have outsized performance, you can have outsized success. Uh, we lovingly speak our minds, essentially radical candor. Um, this is really important to us, being compassionate, so uh, no, no dickheads, um, but also adding a, a really kind of direct culture where 
we can build the type of performance and um, trust in each other that we need to be hyper successful. We can quickly test and iterate, which means um, we throw stuff against the wall and if it fails, we, we change our plans. Um, I think all that matters is batting average um, and avoiding irreversible decisions, but that's why we use type one and type two decision making, breaking them between. Um, and really the speed of iteration is incredibly important and the psychological safety in order to do that is also really important to us. And finally, we take ownership. So we, we kind of be an owner rather than a, you know, a, 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 someone just executing a task. I think it's incredibly important for our culture. No A-plus players want to work around other um, uh, sort of people not taking ownership of their work. And, and we're really trying to foster a, a high-performance environment. Um, the final thing I'd say is, you know, to sum it up, we want hungry, humble, and smart people to come work here. Um, we definitely have a very low-ego culture. I think that serves us really well. Um, but we also look for incredibly high performance. Um, and that's because, you know, we'd ra- much rather have a smaller team of incredible individuals um, who work really well together than a, a much bigger team. Um, and that's because of the complexity of the stuff we're working on uh, and uh, just our, our attitude towards culture and performance in general. And, and you know, we pay top of market in order to get there. Um, so if that sounds like you and, and you kind of want to work on a, a career-defining mission and a career-defining company and learn a lot, um, Mutable would love to have you. Okay, Robbie, about the bear market, um, a lot of people are quite skeptical of Web3 now, especially with the downturn in the market, the fiascos that have happened over the past year. Why should people engage? Why do you think people should keep on powering through uh, and take a stab at it, even despite all these uh, challenges in, in the industry right now? You really just have to look at fundamentals. You don't join a business because the market prices of uh, shares are going higher. In fact, probably the exact opposite of what you want to do. You join it because of what the mission it's building and what products it's building. And every bull run has been followed by, in the bear run, a subsequent increase in developer activity. This will be the biggest example of that. Because what has happened is in Web3 gaming alone, $18 billion have been invested in the last two years. That money is not going away. Those are now in companies and talent that has come from the best gaming companies or technology companies in the world to come and work on these products. They're not leaving. Instead, they're building things that in the next bull run will be recognized as overnight miracles when in fact it was the product of hard work over a quiet period of 18 to 24 months. So I think it is the exact same phenomenon of people wanting to buy high and sell low when actually the best time to join a company is now you're far less likely to get grifted by a, a company doing a product that isn't meaningful or doesn't have good runway. The companies that are going to be successful now are ones which have the right approach to, to governance, to uh, cash management, to runway, to building genuine products that people love and want to use. And I think at the end of the day, if you have conviction in digital ownership, in helping to give people better prices or not get scammed, I think it doesn't matter to you what the market is doing. The conviction will be there. That's what we've seen um, at Immutable with a very, very low involuntary attrition rate. Uh, I think this, the involuntary attrition rate for Web3 in general as a category is incredibly low for people who have been committed. So uh, ultimately, if you look at the trends, there are always market cycles. The best time to join is now. Um, but if if you know that's not enough to convince you, then perhaps it's it's your conviction isn't there or you, you want to wait, like it, it may not be the right thing in the first place. What I always find useful to share with candidates as well is um, it's it's an environment where if you come and get trained, you'll, you'll be 
some of the most employable skill sets in the world. You will have worked in a culture and a pace of movement in technology that is far faster than any other vertical. And so I think the skill sets you can learn, um, and Immutable certainly prides itself on taking Web2 talent and helping them to be successful in Web3. We would much rather hire, because the pool of Web3 talent is so small, we'd much rather hire the top 1% of talent in Web2 and train them and help them become exceptional at Web3 as long as the passion is there, rather than searching purely in Web3. And so I think the company is very much designed to sort of support those kinds of, of talent. Awesome. I can definitely attest to that, for sure. Okay, in that case, just to cap things off, was there anything that you wanted to share as final words before we end the call? Uh, we're still hiring aggressively in uh, product and engineering in particular. Um, so if you're an exceptional product manager, engineer, um, or in, in go-to-market business development, um, we have many, many roles open, so please come apply. And we're also always opportunistically hiring for, for just the best talent. Um, so yeah, come come and uh, have a talk to us. We've got a, a great talent team to talk to um, or, or reach out to me as well. And how do they get in touch? Do they use Twitter? Do they use LinkedIn? What's your preferred channel? The best is probably going to be apply immutable.com slash careers where we've got leaders if you if you want to have a look at particular jobs. Um, otherwise, yeah, you can always reach out to us on LinkedIn or on Twitter. Awesome. And that is it. Thank you very much, Robbie. Always happy to have a chat. Thanks, Nigel.